Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So listen, you know what to do. Make room. We got to make room. If we're going to make room, you know, I started talking about love the other week, man, and this thing just really got me. I want to talk to you about it. I want you to really pull this in your heart. I want you to know that if you're going to make room for Jesus, you're going to have to understand how to make room for love. Because we got to learn what love is. Love is not um, a normal love. Like you say, human love, motherly love, all that kind of love. God bless all the moms, but all that love is selfish. Sorry. Agape is the God kind of love. That is not human love. You know, people like to say, well, God's kind of love is like a mother's love. No, it is not. Okay? God bless all the moms. I love you, but it ain't got nothing to do with you, me, and everybody else. Agape ain't got nothing to do with like a mama's kind of love. A God kind of love is love you've never seen before. Although mom kind of love is wonderful. Okay? You have to learn this stuff. And the greatest way to learn what agape is, you look at Jesus, because love, love like this, is different kind of stuff. Now, I want you to understand this, that this is the key. This love isn't based on how everybody else is kind of performing. This love is based on what are you doing? So today when we're in this thing, kind of look at it and go, am I loving like Jesus? Because Jesus is the epitome of love, and he is the guide of love, and his kind of love may be a little different. Now, this is what I want you to do. For all the note takers, I think this will be good. Faith, this is what love is the way maker. Just write that down. If you're going to make a way, it's got to be a love. Because God is, and love is God. So if you want to be like God, you got to be a person of love. But a Christian left on their own will never understand what the love of God is. We have to train ourselves biblically based upon looking at the life of Jesus to learn how to be people of love because love cannot really just be clearly defined sometimes by what we think it is. We have to see it in the life of Jesus and kind of emulate what he's been doing. Does that make sense? Because love is not like, this is where the church totally goes in a direction I don't understand. Well, you know, God had never told you and me to be like the person sitting next to us. He didn't say your standard is the person sitting next to you or the pulpit. He didn't say that. He said, you want to be holy, then be like me. So the standard for every Christian, excuse me, is that our love walk needs to look like what Jesus said love's supposed to look like, not what we choose to make it look like. Because, you know, like, if I compare my life to your life, sometimes your life's looking a lot better than my life in performance. That ain't what we're supposed to do. I got to take my life and bring it before the light of Jesus' life, and now we all got work to do. Can I get an amen? So here's what you got to know. Remember this. So this is how God would do this. God, okay, watch this. Faith is responding to problems like God would but love is treating people like God would. Write that down. Faith is responding to problems like God would. So in life, when we got a problem, we're supposed to respond in faith. That's how God would respond. Okay? But love is the way God would treat people. So when problems show up, we respond in faith. When people show up, we need to respond in love. But what is love? What does it look like? What's its characteristics? How does it look? How does it operate? Where is it based out of? What does agape even mean? What is this? So I formally defined it to help you kind of walk in it. 
Love, here is the definition of love. It is joyfully choosing, joyfully choosing to take an action that promotes the welfare of another. It is joyfully choosing to take the action that, or basically take action that promotes the welfare of another. It does what's most beneficial for the recipient, not itself. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Look, now, the easiest place to see this is marriage. Okay? And all you people that are married, you understand. All you people that are going to get married, you better pay attention. Okay? Here's the deal. I don't get up every day and go, okay, what are you going to do for me? What you didn't do for me, how you did not respond to me, that is not love. That's selfishness. Y'all selfish. I'm going to tell you right here now. You know how much you love yourself? You love yourself. Remember when Jesus said, remember Jesus said, love them like I loved you. And then he said, love them like you love yourself. You don't think you love yourself? You love yourself a whole lot more than you think. That's why you drink the coffee you drink. That's why you got those little fuzzy slippers you can't live without. That's why you got your little deal. That's why you can't use just any kind of toothpaste. You got to use the stuff you got to use. Come on, somebody. Come on, ladies. Give me an amen, right? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, you know, me and Pastor Liz got the thing in the house. Like, I got my stuff. She got her stuff. I don't like her stuff. Leave your stuff. That's the greatest thing in the world when you get that, your own cube. You know what I mean? Like, I got my own sink and my own mirror. She got her own sink and her mirror. I said, leave, leave. This is my domain. Stay out of my space. I got, I like to smell the way I want to smell. Half the stuff I put on, she hates. I said, I ain't putting it on for you. I didn't put it on for you. The other day I went to stay. I said, I like the way I smell. She said, you don't smell good. I said, I smell great. I smell so good. I like to just smell myself. I walked around smelling myself the other day. I swear to you, I did. I walked in the thing and the lady complimented. She goes, you smell good. I said, that's what I said. Tell her. She don't believe it. I smell good. I smell so good. I just like sniffing myself. I'm out of my mind, man. This is my thing. Just leave me alone. I don't ask for much. Leave me a little box. Let me, I smell nice. Praise God. Leave me there, right? She got her thing. Oh, I like this. I was like, God bless you. She got more giz- gadgets and gizmo. They got wands and this thing, the new thing they got is like aerospace engineer. This thing got attachments. That Dyson thing, you see this thing? I didn't know. You know what that thing is? The blue one? Oh my God. Things like, couple hundred bucks. I was like, what does this thing do? It's crazy. One noise. I said, oh, get out of my bathroom. Then the little one comes with curling this and curling. Oh, and this, that. Look, I cannot be bothered with you people. Go somewhere else. I love me. I love you, but I love me more than I love you. Take all this junk and get out of here, man. See, it goes out of its way. We're selfish more than we think is what I'm trying to get you to see. Like, those are little things. They're funny things. They're humorous things. But you take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said love is going to do what's most beneficial for the other person, the recipient. Wow, wow, wow. Watch this. Check this out. It gets worse before it gets better. Check this out, right? And when you love as Jesus loves, the person that you're loving will be better off after you leave their presence. That means I come into your life with love, and you're here, and I take you there. You leave better 
when I come into your presence. You leave better because I came around and gave you love. But here's what you got to remember. If you're going to love like Jesus loved, you're going to have to go out of your way. You're going to have to make some detours. Have you ever done that? Like, you got to go do something, and you know you don't want to do it, but you're going out of your way for somebody. And while you're going out of your way, usually it's like when you got to help somebody move. Oh, glory to God. Remember them days? Oh, God, I used to hate that. I will not help nobody move now. I don't I, I, I got Stephen. God bless Stephen. Steve, I love you. I don't know if I told you enough, but I love I super love you. Why? Because he knows how to do it. And I can't stand people. You show up at their house and like, will you help me move? And they ain't got nothing packed up. The next time you ask somebody to help you move and you ain't got nothing packed up, you people need to be slapped that invited somebody to come over. You can't have this junk packed up. I come over there one time, they were putting silverware away. I left. I said, no, nah, you ain't ready for me. I'm an expert. I just want to see boxes. Let's go. I get you in and get you out. But you know what I'm saying? Some of you people are unbelievable. You're like, oh, I didn't. I had a minute. I got a couple of things. A couple of things. Whole bedroom ain't even boxed up yet. Kitchen ain't boxed up. You got one thing boxed up. One little bag. I'm like, nah. Come on. What you see? You go out of your way though. You go out of your way. Love is gonna go out of its way. You gonna love like Jesus. You gotta go out of your way. Y'all do it, but now we got to see it. Let's look what Jesus said about it. Isn't this cool? Everything, now watch this. Love does what's most beneficial. Watch this. Now check this out. Everything God has done for you and you and Jesus has been for our betterment. Jesus never did anything for you that bettered his life. It was for your betterment. You see, love? I'm not, what am I going to get out of this? Probably nothing. What are you going to get out of it? Oh, change your life. See it? And everybody's like, what are you doing for me? Well, guess what? If you're a person of love, it ain't going to be about what's happening for you. Tina Turner was like, what's love got to do with it? Come on. She was right. What's love got to do with it? A lot of it. But guess what it means? It's going to turn out for their betterment. It ain't going to be what I'm going to get out of it. It's going to be what you're going to get out of it. And when you have that perspective of God's kind of love, what starts happening is, I think for me and you, it kind of lets us see like, okay, because I kind of felt like I was being taken advantage of. I kind of felt like this wasn't fair. You know, I just keep giving in. Now, I'm not talking about, some of you people got to realize, this is not, walking in love is not you let people push you over. Well, you're not walking in love. Speak the truth in love. Some people need to get off their blessed assurance and take care of some business. That was a lot funny more than you amen to me, but you know that was cute. You get that on the ride home. Did he just say that? Yes. You need to start understanding something here that some people you just got to tell the truth and love. Like, you ain't had a job for 10 years. You know what I mean? You ain't looking that hard, bro. Sorry. Get a job. You don't work. You don't eat. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, well, you should, you should walk in love. No, you should get a job. You know what I mean? And then you got that one person making you feel, trying to make their, people trying to make you feel bad. Well, you're not walking in love with me. I told them in the morning, man, right? Because I'm a little hard. You know what I mean? Not hard about it. I will give you a name. I had a buddy of mine. They're going to know who it is. But, man, when I first came in this thing, I live, I live tight, man. I'm funny like this. Like, I don't play with God because that's how I came into God. Like, I was living, I was living strong, you know? And I wasn't loose. And a buddy of mine showed up. And, man, he was just going through. And he was in a bad spot, bro. Had a bottle in one hand and a gun in the other. Yeah, he did. You know who it is. 
showed up in my, I was single back then. He said, I'm going through, man. He had a bottle in one hand, big old bottle, a nine millimeter in the other. I said, number one, give me the bottle. And number two, give me the gun. And the only reason why you're here, you know, is I can help you. I said, I don't care if you live with me, bro. But you know the way I play. I don't play, I don't play games. And we're going to go from here to there quick. He's doing great now. Restored his whole life. You're going to have to go out of your way, man. And you can't be judging people. Why you like this, bro? His daddy's one of the number one preachers in America. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy. I thought, you know what's funny? I said, you know what I was thought of when he came to my house? I said, why wouldn't you go to your father? You can get no help there, baby. But I got you. Let's go. Change your life. You're going to have to go out of your way. You think that was easy? No, like, oh, guess my plans are changed now. Got a roommate whether I want one or not, man. It's okay. We'll change some stuff around. Don't worry. You need me more than I need to be doing something else. And anybody that couldn't understand that I had to take a little time out to go take care of somebody, you don't even know what love is. People are going to come looking for you when you become a person of love. Even though it's hard. Bro, because I was like, I was playing no games. They knew it even in Bible school. They said, this cat don't play. Like, I was like, boom, boom, boom. I was, there's no gray with me, man. I'll give you all day long, and I'm merciful, I'm kind, but I don't play with God. If it's right, it's right, and if it's wrong, I don't do it. Boom, boom, boom. I said, why are you showing up at my house? Because even though I had that strictness and regimented in that structure, and it maybe seemed like it was tough and hard, you know, coming at you, when people are broken, they'll find you. Because they know that's what love looks like. Because love tells you the truth even when you don't want to hear it. You got a bunch of pablum pumping powder coat pansies telling you stuff, and you want to stay around that mess? No, you don't. Tell me what I need to hear, even though I don't want to hear it. Help me. Love me enough. Love me back to life. That's what people want. Love me back to life. Tell me what I don't want to hear, but love me back to life. That's what you got to be. And if you're a Jesus follower, what's going to start happening is you're going to have some hard conversations with people, and you're not just going to placate people and let them just live in their wallow. You know what compassion does? It reaches down to somebody that's in a pit and lifts them up out of there. It doesn't leave them there. goes and gets them. You're going to be that person. But you got to look at this because Jesus starts talking about this stuff. And, and, and this is so cool. And I love this. And, and this, it's going to sometimes walking in love is going to mean you're going to have to go out of your way. And it's basically maybe going to disturb your normal course of life and routine. It's going to adjust some stuff. But it's okay. It's worth it. But this is what I want to let you know because I love this. Put this up here. Point number one, I like this, I named this. Love is the great distance eliminator. Man, wherever there's distance, I like that. I love that word, distance eliminator. You gotta be a distance eliminator in life. When relationships become separated, you gotta eliminate the distance. Go get them. So it's funny, I was talking to somebody, they said, man, you're really good at that, Pastor Chris. I said, yeah, because I know if you leave too much distance in between relationships, the relationships will be destroyed. You can't allow room. You got to eliminate distance. If something feels like it's separated, go get it. Who eliminated the distance better than God? He's seen himself here and he's seen himself separated from his creations. He said, we got to eliminate the distance. What can I do? I'll send my only begotten son to get them back. He eliminated the distance with Jesus and Jesus is love. And if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you're going to be a distance eliminator. Because you know it's going to take going out of your way to eliminate it 
And if Jesus went out of his way and it cost him his life, you don't think it's going to cost you something? It cost him hanging on a cross to eliminate the distance between you and God. You don't think you're going to have to lay down some stuff you want to say? Even if you're right, sometimes you got to lay it down. Even if there's something there that people don't deserve a little mercy, you might just give it anyway. Why? Because if you're going to go out of your way and it's going to cost you something, you must first learn this. God used love to close the distance between you and him. And we can use love to close the distance between ourselves and others. The message of this will enlarge the way you learn how to draw close to people through forgiveness and it will allow you to become a great distance eliminator. Where do you see it in John 25, 15? You see it in the life of Peter, man. This guy shot out. He's rebuking him. He's cussing at him. He's denying him. Jesus literally tells him, Peter, I promise you, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny me. Oh, over my dead body. It's not going to happen. He told him, he prophesied what was going to happen. And Peter did it anyway. And here's Jesus just chilling, walking on the seashore. And all of a sudden, they see him. Before. Peter went back to fishing. The ministry's over. He's done. It's done. He's back to where he was. He's probably living in God knows what kind of regret. And one day, they're swimming, they're out there fishing. And while they're fishing, John looks at the seashore and sees Jesus walking on the beach. He goes, it's the Lord. And Peter strips himself naked, dies in the water, swims to the shore and finds Jesus. What do you think would first happen? What would you think would happen? He's going to rebuke me. He's going to yell at me. He's got the right to yell at me. He's got the right to rebuke me. He's got the right to call me a failure. He's got the right to give me a hard time. You know what Jesus said? Peter, do you love me? Let's just eliminate the distance. Do you love me? Yeah, you know I love you, man. I love you. I love you. Feed my sheep. Go do what I called you to do. Do you love me? Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Do you love me? Do you love me? What is he doing? He's eliminating. The, he didn't critique him. He didn't pre-qualify. He didn't mess up. He said what? He said, if you really love me, then go do what I called you to do. I'm not going to remind you of your failure. I'm not going to remind you of your mistake. I'm not just going to go back and rehash the past. What I want to just talk about is your future. Go back to what I told you to do. Let's get back where we're going. Let's eliminate the place of distance and let's start moving forward in the journey I called you to walk in. He eliminated it. He didn't make it worse. He didn't go in there with that. He didn't even make it hard. He just turned it around. I want you to understand this, that if you're going to be a person that understands walking in love, you're going to have to learn that love is going to eliminate distance in relationship. Now, I told him in the morning service, and I'm going to tell you, some people in life are just evil. I got news for you. Not everybody that you think you're going to walk in love with is great. But you're not basically letting people off the hook for their evil. What you're doing is you're taking the posture of forgiveness because people that are like that, God will deal with. This is what you always got to remember. You got to give away what you receive because if you don't sow what God gave you, you'll hold back what God wants to give you. And that's just the law. And one of the things I started seeing in this that really started really stretching my, 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 my place of understanding in this is in Matthew 18, 21, I want you to understand this because Jesus really starts talking about forgiveness. And this is what I want to say to you today is that if you're really going to ever figure out what love is, you got to figure out what forgiveness is. And I said this this morning. I never said this in 20 years or however long we've been doing this. I said, faith worketh by love. Y'all know that scripture? Faith 
worketh by love. Okay? Faith worketh by love. Does that make sense? So if you got faith, it needs to be rooted in love. But I've never said this in 20 years of preaching, but this morning the Holy Spirit gave it to me and said, and remember this, love worketh by forgiveness. Your love walk is only going to be good. Let's just say this. Your love walk is only going to be as good as you understand the power of forgiveness. If faith is rooted in love, love is rooted in forgiveness. When you get an understanding of this, it changes your perspective. It makes you see that position. If you look in this parable in Matthew 18, 21, it really is clear and it makes it really sensible for us to understand. Later, Peter approached. No, no, let me start. That might be my bad. I want to start with the, um, that could be me jumping too far ahead. No, that's good. I like the one, I really like the, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. That's right. Stay there. That was my bad. Later, Peter approached Jesus and said, how many times do I have to forgive my fellow believers? Wow. The guy who keeps offending me. And he's like, cool, right? He tries to answer his own question. Is seven good? <laughs> Is seven I can handle? <laughs> like, how many times I got to forgive that joker that keeps offending me? How about seven times? He's like, no, how about seven times 70? I, I, that's not my idea of math, but praise be to God. Okay, God. And he says, Jesus answered and said, no, not seven times, Peter, but seven times 70. Wow. You would never think somebody could make that much offensive business going on, but I guess so. And look what he says in verse 23. He said, let me give you a story. Let me give you a lesson on forgiveness in heaven's kingdom realm, and you can understand it, so let me illustrate it for you. That's pretty good, huh? He said, let me show you how to forgive. Let me show you why you need to forgive. And what do we say? If, if, if faith worketh by love, and love worketh by forgiveness, if I'm going to be the person of love, maybe I got to get a great understanding of forgiveness. I'm just telling you. I would think. There once was a king who had a servant. He borrowed money from the loyal, royal treasury, and he decided to settle all his accounts. And this guy, in the process, he came to his attention that one of his servants owed him a billion dollars. Now, that might be a little exaggerated, but boy, it sure preaches good, doesn't it? Making the magnitude of the moment. He's like, this guy owes him a billion dollars. You know, a billion dollars, a lot of money. So he summoned the servant before him. He said, you got to pay me what you owe me. When his servant was unable to repay his debt, the king ordered that he should be sold, along with his wife, his children, and every possession that he was owed, and his payment had to be paid towards his debt. And you want to know what? That's, un that's not unrealistic to a degree. Because let me tell you right now, what happens if you don't pay your bills? They're coming to take your car. You can't call them up and say, oh, I don't have it. They'll come and take your house. They'll come take your car, take your house, take your stuff, and you'll be living on the side of the road, and they don't care where you go. 
Don't, don't think this is too far removed. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you, don't, if you can't pay your bills after a while, the house people come knocking on the door, the car people come knocking on the door, and what do they tell you? I don't know where you're going, but you can't stay here. Ain't nobody caring where you're going. So this is not that far unrealistic. You might not know a billion dollars, but he's saying nobody forgives your debt. And look what it says. It said what? And then the servant threw himself face down at his master's feet and begged for mercy. I got news for you. You could be begging for mercy. That don't mean people are going to give it to you. But look at Jesus. He said, please be patient with me and just give me more time and I will pay you all that I owe. And look at his response. Upon hearing the pleas, the king had compassion on the servant, and he released him and forgave him of his entire debt. Man, ain't that good? I owed a billion dollars. Came in there, asked for mercy. Came in there, asked God to do. And what did he do? He said, I forgave him all of it. How'd you be doing if you got forgiven for a billion bucks? Woo, there'd be a glide in my stride. Wasn't there now? Man, you'll be just chilling. Everything be good. Kids will be screaming. You'll be like, praise the Lord. Wreck the house. No, have no problem. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wife want to take you to, you know, Hobby Lobby all day long. You'll be like, praise the Lord. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? You'll be doing all that Christmas wonderland. Yeah. No sooner had the servant left, God, I got forgiven. He met somebody that owed him 20 grand. Grabbed him by the throat and choked him out. <laughs> what is going on here? Saying, you better pay me right now everything you owe me. It sounds crazy, don't it? Look what he said. He said, the fellow seven threw himself face down. It sounds familiar. He begged him. He said, please be patient with me. If you give me some time, I will pay you all that I owe. You know what he said? No. The guy who got the forget, the, the debt forgiven, stubbornly refused to forgive the guy that owed him. He had his fellow servant thrown in prison and demanded he remain there until he repaid the debt in. Wow. When his associates saw what was going on, they got mad and they went back and they told the guy. He said, man, you're not going to believe this. You cannot believe this. You know the dude, king, you know the dude that owed you a billion dollars? Yeah, we seen him down the street. He was choking Joe out over there for the 20 grand. He, I couldn't believe it. Joe got geeked up, had him by the throat. Give me the money, give me the money, give me the money. Threw his wife in prison. He's got right ready to beat the brakes off that dude down the street. Got him in a chokehold. Got him in a, he gave him 20 billion bucks. One billion bucks off there, 20 grand. He's holding him in jail. King got mad, came back, said, oh, really? Okay, let me go find him. And the king said, you scoundrel, <laughs> is this the way you respond to my mercy? Because you begged me, I forgave you the massive debt that you owed me, but you couldn't what? Look at 33. Why didn't you show this man the mercy that I showed you? Oh my God, right? Getting sticky up in here, right? Look what he said. In a fury of anger, the king turned to me and said, you Prison guards take this guy and torture till all the debt is repaid. Why is that? In the same way, my heavenly Father will deal with any of you if you do not release forgiveness from your heart for your fellow believer. You better read that real slow and don't go nowhere. He said, why? He said, I forgave you. How in the heaven can you not forgive them? 
And if you want to go and hold back the forgiveness to them, I'm going to hold back the forgiveness I gave you. I didn't say it. God said it. So you got to find a place of forgiveness in the earth, even with evil people, because I got news for you. Do it out of spite. I learned, can I tell you how I figured it out? You're going to think I'm crazy, but I don't really care. I did it out of spite, man. Oh, totally. Billy, right out of spite. Because people were talking about me and this and that. They were, you know, they're ugly. They do ugly. You know how the people do ugly? You know, and then you're like, it ain't even true. You know, and you're like, oh, great. Now what? And then you got to forgive goofy people. How many of you had to forgive goofy people? Right? And then you, you, oh, you know what I did? I didn't want to mess up my prayer life. But the Bible said, if I got unforgiveness, it's going to jack up my prayer life. So, Shemetti, you know what I did? I forgave him out of spite. I told God it was spite. I said, I'm not doing this because I feel like it. They're a jerk. And I don't, I wish fire would come out of the sky and burn them up. Tell you, I was transparent with God. I said, these people are jerks. You want to call them, you want to call, oh, they're your children. I said, they're jerky children. I don't know why you made them. I had a serious conversation with God. You talk to God the way you want to talk to God, leave me alone. I talk to God the way I want to talk to God, and it's been working out just fine for me and God. I said, that person is a tool. You know what a tool is? Study it. Get Urban Dictionary. I hope it isn't cursing, but whatever. That person is a tool. I said, that's a tool. You made a real special one with that one. I don't know whether you're still working it out. Maybe you had a bad day, God. I don't know. But if that's the best you got, you should have did better. Next, move on. Oh, you're speaking about God's creation. Yeah, whoopity-doo, zippity-doo-dah day. Yeah, I am. Fix it. I said, I don't like them. I'm not real good with them. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I don't want them jacking up my prayer life because now I'm messing up my prayer life. And I don't want them getting another minute of my time. So here's what I'm going to do. By faith, without no feelings, because I don't really like them, I forgive the tool you made in Jesus' name. It worked. I got delivered. I got blessed. I don't know if it's good doctrine, but I'll tell you it works. Because you know what you're doing? I'm still mad. Well, now you're jacking up your prayer life. Knock yourself out. I did it by spite, and then my feelings caught up, and then like about a couple weeks later, I kind of liked them a little bit. You know what I mean? And then I was like, you know, I was like, it was getting better, and now I'm friends with half of them. Glory to God. I don't know how it all works out, but it works out. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You can't hold back what God gave you. And this is the part right here you got to get. This part right here will change your life if you can hear me. Go to Luke 7.44. This is the key. And and today I'm keeping you because I really want to pray for you after this. I'm not going to keep you long because this, this will really hit your heart. Jesus starts explaining the root of forgiveness for the action of love. And if you see this, it'll change your life forever. Look what he says. In another story, Jesus turned to a woman and said, Simon, he's a prostitute, by the way. What she is. She's she's really good at sinning. She's really good at messing up. She's really whatever you want to label her, or whatever you want to say about her, or whatever you think this lady's deal is. But when I showed up in your house, that woman, you see her? Peter, do you see her? When I entered in your house, you didn't give me no water for my feet, but you know what she did? She washed my feet with her tears. And she wiped my feet with the hair on her head. 
You didn't give me no kiss. You didn't give me no water. You didn't honor me. But see, since the second I came in here, hasn't stopped kissing my feet. You won't even give me a kiss on the cheek. My head? With oil, you didn't anoint. Well, she has been anointing my feet the minute I got here. Wherefore, I got a question for you, Peter. I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, they're forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Her sins are forgiven. Doesn't he say the level of forgiveness is your level of love? What kind of revelation? You got a problem with your love walk? You got a problem understanding how much you've been forgiven. You got a problem loving people? No. You got a problem knowing how much you've been forgiven. You get a revelation of how much you've been forgiven. You get a revelation of how much you're going to walk in love. Guys, if faith works by love, love works by forgiveness. So today, it's, it's real sensitive in here today. It was sensitive in here at 9, and I want to do this. Some of you, you're, you're holding something you got to let go of. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you it, 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 it's not. Life's unfair, man. They're, they're, that's the only way to say it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you everything that happened to you in life is fair. That's a lie. There's evil things in the world. There's evil people in the world. Some of you have been through stuff you should have never been through in your life. Some of you, things that happened to you, no, no human being in the world should have walked through. There's stories inside this room I wouldn't even share because it's yours. But I couldn't even believe the things that people have walked through because evil people in the earth exist. I, I wish I could have been there to help you, but sometimes I can't. but I still got a place that I got to find to forgive because otherwise this holds me back forever. Maybe today you'll forgive by faith. Like I said, your feelings will catch up. But this I know. The only reason why I'm forgiving them and the only reason why I'm forgiving them is because he already forgave me. The only reason why I'm giving people that don't deserve mercy mercy is because he gave me mercy when I didn't deserve it. The only reason why I'm going to even go this way is because he gave it to me when I didn't deserve it. You're in here today, and I want every eye closed. I want every head bowed today, right now, in this building, because I know God is here. You say, Pastor, I, I, I got to fix my love walk, or I got to go to another place. I don't know what you need, but God does. But if you're holding that unforgiveness, maybe you're just holding, I'm holding this thing. I, I don't know how to get by it. I want to get by it. I want to be a person of love. I want to go out of my way. There's, there's people I'm just holding. Maybe 
Maybe you got to forgive yourself. Maybe you got to forgive somebody. But if you're in here today and you say, Pastor, I really got to get this forgive thing right. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I just want you to slip your hand up. If you say, man, I got to forgive them right now. Lift your hand in the air right now. Lift your hand right now. Lift it in the building. You're with me. I'm with you. We're in this thing together. Don't worry about it. But here's what we're going to do by faith. You can put your hands down. God's seen your heart. I want you to say this with me and we're going to pray together and we pray together. We're going to know together that God heard us. I want you to say this with me. Say, Jesus, I read in the word of God that until I forgive, I cannot be forgiven. I want to be forgiven. So right now, my faith, my feelings will catch up. I forgive. I forgive the people that hurt me. Right now, by faith, and I know my faith works by love. And my love works by forgiveness. I believe I receive supernatural forgiveness right now in Jesus' mighty name. I believe it. I receive it. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord for touching my life right now 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 by faith in Jesus name we pray and everybody say amen amen and amen come on you feel good put your hands together for that amen come on hallelujah I believe it today. You expect it today. Are you coming up? You can. I'm going to leave this, Roxanne. Let's pray for you. I'm telling you what, man. God is good. I believe it today. You got any announcements? You got some announcements? Got any? I'm going to have some more stuff going on. I don't know what's going on with all the toys and stuff like that. But I love you guys. Amen? And you allow you make sure your life, make sure your life lines up with forgiveness. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you. I, I, this, I, this I figured out. This I figured out. Don't wait till you feel it. Do it by faith. Your feelings will never get there. You got. You almost got to have, I'm going to say this. I don't even know this is proper to say. You got to have hate in your head with love in your heart. Because hate will stay in your head. It's okay. I, didn't, there's not, I don't think you're going to stay there long. See, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. But sometimes you can be in your head. You don't like people, man. People are nasty. You could have almost like doubt and this unbelief and hate in your head. Don't worry about it. I'm doing this out of the heart. I ain't doing this out of my head. Out of my head, I'll punch you in the head. But out of my heart, I'm going to love you into the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? You walk by faith and not by sight. So you remember that as you move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like it right now, but I'm going to forgive. You ever have an argument with your wife and you ain't still happy about it, but you forgive anyway? Like a little thing, you know, you're like, I still think she's wrong, but praise be to God, I'm going to forgive. <laughs> she still thinks you're wrong, but praise God, you're going to forgive. You ever have a spat with a friend? And you just squash it out and you know like, hey, you know you're wrong. I know you're wrong too. We both know you're wrong, but pray that we forgive. Come on, you see what I'm saying? It'll catch up. Just don't fall behind. Don't fall behind, amen? Don't do it. Let me pray for you right there. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for blessing them and keeping them. Thank you, Lord. You're going to lead them, guide them, and help them. And they're going to be people of love, walk in love, reduce love. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen and amen. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.